and it's the long-awaited return of Across the Pond. I'm Thinker, and of course, on the other side of the pond, it's Stu. Hey. Oh, so what a uh, what a time to sit down and have a chat again. Um, so, so uh, I, I'm. I, I've stopped with the quorum of when I'm releasing any podcast anymore. So the, this is going to end up going up here pretty shortly after we're done. So it's, it, it's very uh, timely. In the States, we still don't officially know who the president's going to be for the next four years here. And hmm. I, you know, I, I, I know how everybody else in the in the U.S. sees it, whether they're on the side of the of uh, uh, extremist dear leader or whether they're on the side of we don't know about Biden, but he's definitely better than dear leader. Um, <laughs> how is this how is this being viewed outside of the U.S.? Yeah, do you know what? It's interesting because uh, I, I woke up early um, on what was it uh, Wednesday morning. Um, and I was like, okay, you know, it's going to be, it's not going to be called. And the, the news coverage of the BBC was, 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 I think it's pretty much the same news coverage you had over there, but with some, with some lovely BBC commentary in it. Right. So, and, and I just thought, oh, this isn't going to be called anytime soon. This is, this is, you know, this is going to be down to the wire. And, and, and it's kind of interesting because all of the, um, all of the kind of comments from, from the, the, president when he came out and did his victory speech inverted commas right <laughs> and they even like played like uh the victory music i can't remember what it's called uh, but they played like um to ode to the um well whenever whenever he enters he's still president so he gets hail to the chief hail to the chief uh, that, that, that's it, it, it's, it's like god save the queen you know it's it's yeah. decorum yeah, I, I get that, but it's it, it was kind of like setting himself up, and then he and then he just basically called the victory, and the, it was amazing because the BBC was just immediately cut off and said, "Well, the votes haven't been counted yet, so you know he he hasn't actually he hasn't actually won." They had to state that a few times he hasn't actually won yet, and so it's a little bit premature. And then the whole commentary around the BBC presenters were, were priceless; they just looked a little bit shocked. Like, did he really just call a victory when he's clearly quite far behind? Um, and it was, so it's, it's kind of being portrayed, I think, pretty much as it is, probably not so much as it is in the US, but it's certainly like Trump is kind of losing it a little bit um, with the kind of his outbursts and his rants and that's all being covered. Um, buffoonery. Yeah, buffoonery is the word that I'd use. Yeah, we yes. talked about this before this podcast started, <laughs> right? Um, and, and I just don't get it. I, I, I mean, like, you can either concede... Um, or don't start making legal challenges. It's like when a, a kid throws his toys out of the pram, you know, it's just like, well, you know, I want that toy back and I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to get the toy back. And it's, it's, it kind of feels a little bit like that. And I, I don't, I, I do understand it because it's Trump. Right. And you know, I don't, I, I'm British. I don't, I don't support, you know, any one party or such and so, so forth, because you know, I can, I can be impartial at that in that sense. But... At, at least none of the Yank parties, you know, it, it, you know what can you say yeah. about that? Well, uh, yeah, exactly. And so from a, from an outside perspective, it just looks, I mean, it doesn't look good. You know? are, 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 you, are you willing to commit Tory or labor yeah, officially on a recording? 
No. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, it's uh, politics to me is always funny, right? Um, I would say I, I probably am more Tory than I am Labour um, because I think historically the, the, the Tory party in the UK is, is kind of done a little bit better. But I, I also did vote um, Labour when uh, Tony Blair was in power. So, you know, I go, it's either or really depends. I, I'm more about what a party's going to do and more about the leader of the party and what they're going to do and their policies. I'd sort of float sometimes, but primarily I'd say at the core, more conservative yeah. Labour. Well, it, well, first of all, that, that, that nice little, the, the, the Trump speech you were referring to, the, the, the one that was about, I want to say that was almost 3.30 a.m. in D.C., but no, 2.30, about 2.30 mm -hmm. in, in D.C. And first of all, it's like, okay, this, uh, this guy's in his mid-70s, uh, and he probably shouldn't be up this late. That's honest, Trump. You know, I mean, whenever you combine Trump with old man that's been up too long, mm. um, yeah, you know. But but then uh, but then what really got me was whenever he uh, came out right at the beginning of uh, primetime TV hours yesterday, and it, anybody that uh, goes and looks on my Twitter feed. We'll see that I've I posted. Yeah, now, now uh, our president is reading from the Idiot's Guide to Third World Dictators. Um, you know, uh, well, whenever we count all the legal votes, I easily won. Or, or even better, uh, you know, somebody that is more aligned that, that I know that's more aligned with the Republican Party than not. Um, had uh, brought up about how the vote count in Michigan, how you see in the middle of the night, all of a sudden the, the, the count just, it's, it's not a curve whenever you look at the graph, it just spiked all of a sudden with votes for Biden. And I'm like, yeah, they started counting the mail-in votes. Hmm, go figure. I think it's kind of, um, kind of related to the fact that a lot of maybe Biden supporters have quite sensible and want to stay at home and do the postal vote rather than catch covid right well um, but, but but then trump trump also told everybody the mail-in vote the, the mailing mailing in your votes is it's easy for it to have fraud happen you, you know it's it, it's a sham don't do it and so so basically you had one candidate that told his people to go vote in person on election day and you had another candidate that told his people no vote early, vote by mail, do whatever you need to do to cast your vote. And it just, and it just, as far as, uh, you know, from a temporal standpoint, it segregated the votes. And the funny thing is, is that all these, all these states uh, that, that are counting the mail-in votes second, it's all because they have Republican legislatures in the states that passed a law that said that they were going to do this. So it was his own party's Doing. fault that that was happening that way. <sighs> oh, oh the, 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 the good thing is, the, the, the good thing is at this point, and uh, there's, our, the, the, there's our seven, but I'll finish the thought here. The, the, the good thing is, is that Whenever all is said and done, 
we can, we can tell he's out of office. The question is, is will he go willingly? And that's another story for another day. So, uh, so, so like, you know, get, get ready to key up civil war number two. Yeah. I mean, okay. We're going to run over the time here, but it does feel kind of like that, doesn't it? It does feel like, I mean, uh, do you really think he's going to go that far? I mean, it is, it, it's modern, what, modern, in this modern age, right? Where it's, I mean, now, actually, maybe well, now, now what's what's funny though is from the op, from the opposite angle, uh, I, and I haven't checked to see if this was legit or not, but somebody already shared a picture from outside uh, outside the White House where there was a a, a moving truck out out front of the White House today. I don't know if uh, if it was a legit picture or not, but just the thought process of that's funny because so many people are saying, yeah, if he if he loses, just watch, he's going to be leaving the country somewhere between. Yeah, so it's somewhere between Thanksgiving and uh, the middle of January. Because <laughs> I mean, yeah. there, there's there, there's there's just too many potential things that are facing him down. They've are they've already announced an investigation into his use of federal government facilities uh, for campaign purposes over the last few days. Yep, he's not allowed to do that. Yeah. Okay. So. Moving from the craziness on this side to the craziness on that side, it's locked down the sequel in the UK. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no one saw that coming, right? <laughs> um, well, and it, you know, it just it, it makes me think of what's going on over here. Even it is just uh, hey, all of a sudden, hey, our numbers are spiking over here. And I'm sure that I'm sure I haven't. I've had so much stuff in my eh, clouding my vision that I haven't had a chance to really read. But I'm sure y'all have had numbers spiking over there too, which is what's led to that. Yeah. So I'm just checking what the daily spike for today is because um, it's sort of around twenty three thousand a day currently. Uh, people testing positives um, for for COVID, which is pretty high. It's not like the hundred thousand that you guys had, but then we're well, a country. But, 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 yeah, but, but I was about to say, what's, I, I, I was about to say, what, what, what's the uh, what, what's the overall population of the UK again? It's about seventy odd million or something, right? So versus your three hundred thirty, three hundred fifteen. Exactly. So it sounds like you guys are doing worse than us. Yeah, we currently are. I don't know lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they were saying that there was estimated at the beginning of. Um, of our first wave that they were they were estimated we were about a hundred thousand a day estimated because they didn't have the ability to test everyone so mm -hmm. yeah it's all relational isn't it but but the deaths have gone up to about 355 a day so that's you know given the numbers it's still quite low but we'll see that we'll see that spike quite a lot yeah. um so, so i i i i uh, am friends with uh some people in nottingham and the, and I saw them post on uh, on social media about all the specific restrictions that come with this new lockdown. It's like you can't you, you can't even uh, you, you can't have anybody else in your home. You can't even you, you can't even sit in the garden and and have a uh, nice conversation with somebody. Even socially distanced, you can't do that. Nope. Um, 
and but you know before we started you were you were saying it's kind of hard to tell it's a lockdown but but you know, you know where's where's that dividing line between lockdown and not lockdown with with this yeah it's it's interesting because if you look at what so i was traveling like the first day of lockdown because i missed my train as i said before um and the observations were that there were still people out and about it still seemed um it seems like a lockdown but it's not like the first one and, and the reason it's not like the first one is that kids can go to school still so schools are still open and universities which is great education is important but kids still potentially can spread it um like you can go to work um stay at home work from home stay at home but if you can't work from home go to work okay fair enough um they just increased the furlough scheme over here that was increased initially by a month and they announced yesterday they just increased it to march which suggests that they're expecting probably further measures to come in you know are we going to be locked down over christmas potentially they said oh it's going to finish on the third of december and then they announced well, we're increasing the furlough scheme to end of march which suggests hmm hang on well what if you're extending it just the end of end of december and now you've increased it to march you're obviously expecting this to extend a little bit um so i i don't know what's going to happen but but it feels like stay at home but if you can't stay at home go out and if you you know it just it just seems like basically normal all, all non-essential shops and pubs and stuff are closed you're absolutely right but then in certain circumstances if you live by yourself um you can have one other person over but you can meet one person from another household outside okay so there you go so these rules are really simple and really easy to understand and this is why, why this country is, is is quite complicated um the, the rules aren't really that clear uh, as as Danny would say, well, that's quite British. It is. It's very quite British. Basically, we can't really tell everyone just to stay fucking at home. People, we have to go. No, well, if you really can't stay at home, then it's absolutely fine for you to possibly go outside. Um, and I think that's it, really. I think it's a bit. What what what, what are the rules about uh, about wearing masks? Yeah, so that, that's mandatory now um, in shops and things like that. It has been for a while. Um, transportation and, and shops, but. And, and and that that's pretty much the only situation you'd wear it obviously like you know it, when you're inside but but but, but what what, what did, are, are there people that are like no that's infringes on my rights oh there's anti-maskers over here yeah there's okay, okay. quite a few of them yeah yeah good, yeah good. It's, it's, there are i mean there are um what we what we've said over here is that some people with uh hidden disabilities right don't have to wear masks so people just then use that as an opportunity to say well hey, no one might know if I've got a disability or not, or some kind of condition, hidden condition or something like that, that, you know, prevents me from having a mask, so they're not wearing masks. So, you know, you'd see like, I'd say like 90% of people are pretty compliant, I'd say. Um, that's, but, a, that's a lot more than around where I live. Shoot. Um, you it, still have COVID parties though, you know, so there is that. Uh, uh, um, well, even talking about masks, I mean, you so do, do you have uh you have people that are wearing the ones with the uh respirators on them? i have those i have one um it's a bit with me. i don't have it with me i've got i've got I have a respirator one yeah well you know i'm just i'm just like talking about uh more of a i've seen your i've seen your respirator it's almost like a gas mask uh I, I, but i'm just talking about like the basic mask that have the respirator that allow you to be able to still breathe out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you've got those ones as well yeah it, it's yeah, I mean that that's that that's something that is popular in my town, and I'm just like, okay, you might as well not be wearing that mask. 
Yeah, or, just or breathing all the germs out, right? Or, or, or but my my favorite one of all is whenever somebody's wearing a mask like that, but yet it's still not over their nose. Oh, so yeah, that's the worst for me. Double whammy. Think, why, why, why bother? Why bother? Like wearing a mask at all? It's just like it's, it's a fashion sense, isn't it? It's just like it's like well, people you must know, just wear out the top of your head. I mean, it's it's exactly the same purpose would be served, right? Yeah, yeah, or or even uh, even uh, you know, Walmart before 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 the state of Texas had had that order from the governor saying it's mandatory, Walmart, well, national chain of stores is going to be mandatory in our stores, and I can't tell you how many times that the people that have been sitting up front that's supposed to catch that they've just they've let people slip by without mask into the stores. Mm, mm. Problem is, I mean, yeah. oh, we're out of time. <laughs> oh, okay. So, moving on to uh, information security topic. Uh, as I was stating before we started recording, uh, you know, one that's actually very pertinent in my mind today is physical security. Um, and so, in, in this particular case, and this is one of those reasons why I tend to keep my identity to myself online because sometimes I share stories of yeah you know you can basically come to where I work and walk in there and go right in and do whatever the heck you want have you seen any horror stories like that well being a social engineer who does physical security assessments yes um quite a few um I'd say in the UK, I think physical security is 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 pretty good in some cases. I think, especially if you, like a lot of bigger companies or serviced offices and things like this, they'll have fairly good physical security, like barriers and things like this. And but this, but then it's not just it's not the the physical security measures; it's the people that manage those physical security measures, and it's the it's the way that you can slip in, or it's the so it's it's a combination of that kind of process technology and humans right where you know the people aren't following the process or the procedures that are in place the technology probably isn't you know i've, I've, I've seen so many things where there's been like you know locks on doors and or like code locks on doors and someone's like put the code on the door yeah get the code you know like or, well, or, or, or what about what about locked doors that that there's a uh, that there's a button release but the button release is not in a secure area yeah i've seen those i've seen those things as well it's just well, what's the point yeah. Yeah. um so so yeah physical security is quite important I, I mean i've got stories where i've you know i've broken into u.s companies as well and like banks and stuff and because I'm British, they just kind of want to talk to you, so they let you in. Um, that kind of works quite nicely, even into a secure area. It's amazing. Everybody in the States seems to be fascinated with the British accent. What can I say? It works. It doesn't work so well over here because I'm just normal. I'm just normal, but over there, it's like a superpower. I'll use it every time I can to charm my way in. What's your name? Bond. James Bond. <laughs> no, not really. no, it, no, it, it's due. <laughs> Oh yeah, it, it, yeah. I've, uh, there's there's finally the right combination of people in place in the in the uh, overall structure at the top of my company that I commonly refer to as the overlords um, that are finally like 
hey, why don't we actually have something more legit in place here? And as the as the uncrowned compliance officer of my company, I'm finally like, hey, I've been telling them that for a while now and they don't want to listen to me. <laughs> they don't want to spend the money. <laughs> and it's it's it, it's it's a sigh of relief, but in the but in the same vein, oh great! Now I get to uh, now I get to start making sure that people follow new rules, and that means I have to write out uh, policy revisions, and which isn't a bad deal, but still, it's just it, it's it's more. Why haven't we done this already? It's like the um, so the fiscal access cards you get, like so the RFID read cards and things like this, right? So. Yeah, and and a lot of people have like badges and things like this, or they'll have like the little the little fobs and things like that. And the amount of time I just find those on on like outside an office or drop somewhere, and it's just got the company place of work. And, and a lot of them have like you know you should really be plain, right? And a lot of them have got like the person's name, and they've got like their location of their office or the lo the building ID or whatever it may be. You can kind of work that out quite quickly, and you're like. So you've gone to the effort of creating some kind of secure access and then you think, well, but what we've got to do is we've got to make it uniform. We've got to put our logo on it. We've got to make sure that people know they belong here. And you're like, no, make it as plain as possible. So if someone does find it, they don't know where to go use that to access your building and steal your equipment or whatever it may be. And it's just like, yeah, no, I, Hey, I, I, I totally understand that. And I, and I'm telling you right now that uh, that's already something that they're pushing to do with this new system we're going to put in, which means I'm already planning to do to to do some uh, physical pen testing whenever that's done, because I do I, I do not trust two thirds of the people that work in that building any further than I could any further than I could throw Boris Johnson. <laughs> So that's not very far then. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and and of course the, the the other end of that is have have you ever seen um, systems that assist in physical security that run that that run in a price range where somebody might actually consider that uh, reasonable? They're quite expensive, my understanding. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, I I've I got one bid and it was a five figure bid. And I and uh I was encouraged to seek out additional bids and I'm like, great, it's gonna show them how how right how right I am on this is this is an appropriate cost. Um and uh <laughs> one of the other vendors I had come walk through the facility to get a bid from. Um he he told me he said you know what frankly with the number that you gave me i looking at this i don't know how we'd be able how, how i'd be able to do it for that number and i said oh that that's that's not a big deal i'm not worried about it as as i told you whenever you got here i know that this isn't cheap <laughs> it's it's the overlords that don't know that don't understand that this isn't cheap and they're not willing to spend the money until it's put in front of them that you absolutely have to spend the money have you done like physical security assessments in your organization 
nothing uh, nothing really uh, official um, and this gets this gets into a whole nother story that, that, that we could talk details later but um, physical security assessment should have been part of the risk assessment this year like I said whole nother story but it, but it will be part of the risk assessment next year uh, because before physical security at that building has been some of the worst stuff have nobody it, it's like nobody cares it is not a physical security issue it is an operational security issue by far at my place of work there's also the the the, the safety issue and the i'm going to talk over this anyway right that's that, that's okay. fine there's, there's like the safety issue and there's also the you know the the potential risk right so you're not just talking about the risk of some crazy person walking off the street getting into your building you're talking about someone who could potentially steal equipment data could plant something on your network ancillary device you know there, there's a whole range of things that that could could absolutely happen depending on the again the the risk profile of your organization i.e how likely you are to be a target but but it it, it all depends again on, on all those kind of dynamics but you know physical security is is, is seen as oh that's just something you know that other team does but it is part of the it's you know overall risk responsibility because ultimately you've got to protect your servers you've got to protect if you're not all yeah. in the cloud you know people still have you know on some people still have on-premise data centers right and so and some people then still have you know the, the links to the data center where so you see plug into your net into your cat5 and oh look i can get access to everything yay mm. um yeah there's all that still stuff but it's, people overlook it and it's it is still quite important because until we until we don't work from offices anymore we don't store you know sensitive files i mean I, I, one very quick story I, very very quick story i know i've broken the rules of your podcast but that's just me right so <laughs> okay. i do this all the time i um i i did this one assessment for this um we'll call it a financial landmark building so i can't name what they are but they're very well it's a very well-known building in london that does something with, to, with finance right and their physical security was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty damn good. They had full height barriers. They had guards at every entrance and they would check your badges and all this kind of stuff. So for me to get in, it was actually quite difficult. I did manage to finally get in because I managed to find that there was a, because um, it was a landmark, you could book a tour. Okay. And uh, so I booked myself a tour. I made a tour of the building and they gave you a visitor's pass. And all I did is I slipped away. Um, I said, I need to use the toilet. I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll see myself out after the tour but before I went I need to use the toilet and I said, I'll see myself out and drop the badge at reception and then just wait for them all to go use the toilet which is on the right side of the barrier and then just carried on walking around the building and the thing I found out about the guest pass because it's a lots of companies are in that building so it's not just the same it's a kind of I won't give away what they do because if I say you anymore you'll probably guess who it is but basically the the once you're inside that guest pass gave me access to every single room. Wow. Every single room, like all these private companies offices walk straight in. Um, wow. Gave me access to the boardroom, gave me access, not to, they didn't have a day center on something like that, but it gave me access to everything. So I waited till everyone went home in this building and it was a Friday or something like that. And then I just walked off with a load of paperwork um, and sent, took loads of photos, sent some paperwork and just walked out with some stuff, stuffed it in my bag, blah, 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 blah. I also tested their, um, so what you could go in and out so i wanted to go outside but i could smoke and all that kind of stuff and of course i went into another entrance and got back in again 
and then they check your bag on the way in. But once you've already been in, you've said something to the guard, they're like, okay, you came in earlier, it's fine. So again, I broke that process because I said, I went outside, someone could have handed me something, the guard didn't check, and I did it enough times, um, the guard didn't check. And so I could have brought something in or taken something out. And so no checks at all. So again, and I saw lots of other people going to different entrances, not being, their bags being checked at all because they, other entrances weren't visitor entrances, but you could still use your visitor badge to get into other entrances. So I then basically walked in there without my bag being checked. So even if you've got good controls in place, you can still bypass that through little sort of tricks uh, where, you know, you basically your, your guest pass gives you access to everything. So you may have good physical security barriers, but actually those, if you don't, if you don't configure your, your kind of policies and your, your kind of processes, then, then, you know, your people just can abuse it. Yep. Uh, operational security by, by far the, 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 the biggest holes when it comes to security is the people that use it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that, that was good getting a chat with you again. Yeah. Um, so uh, we'll uh, make sure that stays on the calendar regularly. Yep, definitely. And, uh, uh, yeah, definitely, man. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do it again uh, next month. Um, in fact, we'll probably do it before the end of December because okay. obviously Christmas and stuff. So we'll try and do it that last week. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, yeah, we'll get that figured out. But uh, We'll do a Christmas special, huh? Ah, there you, there you go, there you go. A Christmas special is a good idea. Okay. All right. Well, that's been uh, Across the Pond. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you again in another month. Look forward to it. <laughs>